Hello and welcome to the Legacy Church Podcast. We hope that today's message will inspire you to grow in your journey of faith. We believe that hope is for everyone. So, no matter where you find yourself on your journey of faith, we believe Jesus is willing to meet you right where you're at. So again, thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Amen. Okay, well, um, there's a lot of other things going on. Go check out the website and uh, Info Hub, because we got to get to our sermon today, and you get Tony and the great interrupter, Sophia, today. Um, if you've been around Legacy Church, that's actually a, that's a, that's an approved joke. Approved. The it's joke, my joke. is that it. she likes to have permission to interrupt me when we co-preach. Uh, yeah. And we hope that more than just um, a, a talk, if you will, that your spirit would be open to hearing what God's got to say through his yep. word today yep. as we continue our series on On Earth As It Is In Heaven. By the way, how many of you have been um, getting something out of this series the last Good few one. weeks? Really and I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, and, and so as we look at the Lord's Prayer and as we look at how Jesus taught us to pray, we've talked about how there's this idea of stillness. Last week, we talked about submission. This week, we're going to talk about supplication. In the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about surrendering and standing firm. And for the sake of time, I, I, I won't recap everything. I just want to encourage you to hop on our website or on the podcast and, and check out our previous um, yeah. messages. Yeah. But today, would you open up your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. We're going to be reading out of verse 9 through 13 today. All right. It says... Read this together. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And then we also are going to read together out of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. Father, we want to thank you so much for this time. Uh, We pray now, Lord, that you would open up our hearts, open up our mind and our understanding, no matter who we are or where we are on our journey of faith today, uh, whether we're just starting out on this walk or we've been walking with you for a long time. I pray, Father, that you would speak to all of us clearly and help us, Lord, to not just be hearers, but also to live out the word that you have for us today. And Lord, perform a miracle. Let us cram all this sermon in the next 50-ish minutes. In Jesus' name, amen. 50 minutes. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Fear not. Uh, Sophia and I, uh, we're going to be celebrating. By the way, if you're visiting, you're like, no, no I'm just joking. Not. I'm just no, teasing. Don't worry. Uh, Sophia and I have been married for 15 years. We're going on 16 here in June of Ooh. this year. And um, when we were married, uh, first married, when we were married, as if we, we were, were married, married anymore. Back then, uh, back then you know, as, as 20-year-old, you know, punk kids that were immature and had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Speak for yourself, Tony. Uh, yeah, well, she knew the price she was going to pay. <laughs> anyway, uh, she, uh, one of the things that I knew about Sophia from the start is that she was going to be and is a phenomenal chef. How many of you have had Sophia's food and you know that Sophia can cook, she can bake, and I just knew that. 
Uh, but I was very shy and kind of sheepish back then because I knew I couldn't be of much help in the kitchen. I've learned now that loading the dishes and wiping a counter is not rocket science, gentlemen. And so, um, you know, I now do that. That's my yeah. contribution in the kitchen. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll slap a pork butt into the smoker. But we all know that the probes and the smoker does everything for you that is not really cooking. And, and, and so back then, I was really shy about making any sort of request to Sophia about what I wanted to eat. Mm -hmm. So so I would kind of just drop hints here and there, and I'd be very kind of vague about it, you know? Super and, vague. And back then we didn't have cell phones, because um, I don't know if you know this, kids, but back then there were things called landlines. Yes. And uh, so we didn't have a cell phone, nope. mainly because we were poor. <laughs> and um, so when I'd leave for work, I'd leave her notes. And like, they were all like little hints, like, I love frijoles y arroz con carne asada. <laughs> <laughs> and only the Latinos understood that and she'd leave me another note goes I don't speak Spanish yet I have no idea what you're talking about you know and and I just kind of drop hints here and there and so finally one day Sophia's like if you desire something you could always just like ask me just nice come out and say it may like, I please have like you can just come out and say it and just like yeah. and I, if I can I will you know and and like the light bulb turned on I'm like I can be clear about my requests, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but isn't that the case sometimes when it comes to this idea of supplication, this idea of asking God for things? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can be a little sheepish about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know, God. I, uh, I don't know if you really, and, and if we're honest, sometimes we actually are so detached from God's will, we don't know his will, so we're even afraid of asking because we don't know if it's gonna be his will. Mm -hmm. and, and can I just tell you, that as sons and daughters of God, like we learned last week, when you understand who you are, who you belong to, you actually are privileged in the sense of yep. you've got a good father yep. that you can approach and ask clearly yep. of. Yep. Yep. I, I, Jesus himself said it this way. He goes, how many of you who are fathers that fail? By the way, raise your hand if you're a father and you fail. Come on, I'm the king and the president of that club, right? Uh, even you as a father who fails, if your son comes to you and asks you for a loaf of bread, how many of you would give him a rock, Jesus says, right? How many of you, even as dads that fail, right? Like that, that your son get, asks for a fish, you give him a serpent. And then this is what Jesus says. So how much more right. wouldn't your heavenly father who is good, who is perfect, hear me, who takes joy in your supplication mm -hmm. would give to you. Yep, yep. And so as we study today on this idea of supplication, I want to let you know that, that Jesus actually perfectly exemplifies mm -hmm. a humble boldness yep. as he teaches us to pray. And, and so as children, we get to ask. Yep. We should ask. Yep. I would dare say we must ask. Right. I take it a step further and go, I think he takes joy in our asking. Yep. Yep. I love the biblical definition of even that word supplication. It puts it so simply, supplication is a humble plea. Mm. A humble plea. That's the definition based on all the biblical context. It's a, it's a humble plea. Yeah. And so as we look at supplication, we want to give you three things um, that, we, that we can do as we learn this idea mm -hmm. of approaching God boldly yet humbly. Number mm -hmm. one, when we approach the throne room of God, Let's learn to be grateful. Be grateful. 1 mm -hmm. Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says it this way. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And look at this. And in everything, give thanks. 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus mm -hmm. for you. Yep. Yep. I love that that puts us in such a reminder of gratitude and how it can actually change us. Gratitude mm -hmm. has an effect on the human brain like nothing else. Yeah. Gratitude can make it so that our brains are literally rewired. We can create new neuropathways by going into a place of gratitude and thankfulness in everything. Yeah. And I love that it says in Thessalonians, in everything, give thanks. So it, it means no matter what you're walking through, regardless of what it may be, you can take a moment and give thanks for it and yeah. reframe it. Say, I am grateful for this. This is something that, like, I often see this even in my daily life where I'm like, man, I am struggling with something. This is really hard. There's a lot of work set ahead of me. There's something that I don't know if I can accomplish all that's before me. But then when I switch into a place of, I'm grateful. I'm thankful that I have all these dishes to wash. I'm thankful that I have mouths to feed. I'm thankful for this pile of laundry that it means I have five entire children to clothe. Right. And I love that there's this picture of in everything, give thanks. Because we can, we switch ourselves out of a place of drudgery, of, of um, hmm, what's that word? When we're just not feeling it and when we're overwhelmed by things and we look out at what we've got to do and it's, ugh, it's a heaviness. But we rejoice always, we pray without ceasing, and in everything, give thanks for it. And it changes the way we view things. Especially because we now understand with, you know, modern science, psychology would say that practicing gratitude now actually rewires your brain. Mm -hmm. And just as God has given wisdom to doctors, say, for like medical advancements, God has given wisdom to, to psychologists and, and they've understood now. Uh, but what's interesting to me is what they now understand, Paul had a revelation of way back when. Mm -hmm. Paul, by the way, the person that wrote the book of Thessalonians and, and, and over half of the New Testament, Paul goes, hey, you've got two options. You can either be conformed to this world or you can be transformed. And, and how you are transformed is by the renewing of your mind. And so my friend, today I wanna challenge you, you can either conform to the things of this world, which by the way, the world will, will tell you this, you never have enough, right? You deserve more, come on, right? Isn't that what every ad on Facebook or Instagram tells you, or every billboard tells you? You'll never have enough until you buy this product. You'll never be happy yeah. until you're only one vacation away from happiness. Oh, that house you just bought, you just, you need a, a bigger house. And what happens when you get into that bigger house? You just got more rooms to clean now, right? And, and so, whereas Paul goes, hey, you can either be conformed to the way this world views things, which is a, a place of lack of gratitude, of sometimes woe is me, or my mind can be transformed by this idea of God I am grateful, and it's not necessarily for every circumstance, it's in every circumstance. Mm -hmm. And there's a key thing to that, because I believe the, the walk of faith is nothing short of a bunch of challenges. Anybody? And we must learn to be grateful in those challenges. Right, Philippians chapter four, verse six actually says it like this. We just read it, but I wanna read it to you again. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, here's the word supplication, but with thanksgiving, you let your requests be made known to God. And there's something key that I wanna hone in on here. 
is a lot of us live with anxious thoughts and that doesn't mean you are riddled with anxiety okay and the, be careful about now labeling yourself just because you experience something doesn't make it who you are okay you can experience an anxious thought you can experience anxiety it does not mean I am anxious okay and, and here's the deal and, and, and I and what I love about what Paul is teaching here is he's not saying ignore your anxiety ignore your fears be like those really good Christians that say I'm busy but I'm blessed brother and I'm in victory amen hallelujah and I just tuck everything under the rug no, no it's in the midst of that yeah come on yep. I can bring my prayer my supplication and make my request known to God while being very honest and real about it yeah. while still experiencing gratitude and Thanksgiving exactly second thing we want to talk to you about today as we practice supplication is this my friend be bold mm -hmm. be bold yep can, can I just tell you some of you today you're approaching God as if you don't have right standing with him as if he's not all powerful and almighty to see all that you need and so you're kind of like I mean if you would God okay right and, and I don't mean to, to to make fun but God gives us permission to boldly approach him in supplication in fact look at the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 11 through 13 it's really interesting by the way I just want to tell you boldness does not mean pride mm -hmm. okay it's not I'm presumptuous and prideful right and what right. I declare I'm gonna call it down from heaven right. we're right. not talking about yeah. that yeah. okay yeah. I just want to balance that out mm -hmm. but there's a boldness. Look, look at how Jesus teaches us this and doesn't it sound a little demanding <laughs> give us this day our daily bread forgive us our debts or maybe it's just because I'm intense and passionate about everything so I, I hear it and read it in that way well, yeah. but it's almost a little demanding right yeah. like yeah. give forgive mm -hmm. forgive uh, lead us not into temptation deliver us it's almost like you're he's just like flooding heaven yeah. telling yeah. heaven what to do mm -hmm. almost right mm -hmm. yeah and I, what I really appreciate about this, and, and it's, sometimes it's difficult in English to really capture what the original language is saying here, because in English, that verb give, it is, this is already in its infinite form, just give. It, there's no difference in our language, give and say give it, like as a command. Right. But in the original language, and in most other languages other than English, there's a, there's a conjugation specifically for this word, and there the form is in the command form yeah like do it I command I demand I instruct I am telling you to with authority like when you tell a kid clean your room that's not the same thing as the verb to clean this literally is Jesus saying that this is how we're supposed to approach mm. we're supposed to approach because if you look at the beginning of where he starts the Lord prayer Lord's prayer he says when you pray do it like this mm -hmm. And then he goes on to directly say, do it literally like this. And he begins to list off the Lord's Prayer, wherein he says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So if Jesus says that we get to tell God, 
with that sort of authority and that sort of boldness and that sort of assuredness, I think that we would be walking honestly in disobedience to the clear instruction and example of Jesus when we say, I mean, might you, if you would consider it, take care of me today? He said, no, I said, approach me and say, give me my daily bread. I said, go to me, go to my father and ask him, forgive me my debts as I forgive my debtors. Right. You're telling him, I'm, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And what's beautiful about this verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. It does not say, give me my retirement fund. Give yeah. me the future that I'm hoping for. Give uh, me all the good things on. that I want down the line. Yeah. He's this right here forms in us a self-governance that we don't get from other places. We don't, we don't get this. It, there's a bridling here that keeps us in the safety of God's will by saying, give us this day our daily bread, what I need for today. I, and some of us, maybe you can resonate with this. Sometimes I can barely say, give me this hour. The even looking to the end of the day could send me into a total all-out spiral. But if you can just remember, say, give us this day our daily bread. I'm not here to worry about tomorrow. I'm not here to stress about how the rent's going to be paid at the end of the month. I'm not, that's not time for this. It's time for me to say right now, Lord, give me this daily bread for today. And there's an obedience and a, and a bridling that happens. And it brings us such peace to know all we've got to do is ask for today and trust that tomorrow we're going to get to do the same thing. And he's not going to change between today and tomorrow. And I think the reason why we sometimes are um, maybe hesitant to approach God's throne in such a bold way as Sophia just described it, is honestly, I think it's because we don't fully know what he's capable of. You see, when you know who you're asking of yep. and what he's capable of doing, there's a confidence in that. But when we don't know who he really is, then, then we don't know what he's capable of. And, and I want to... I just want to reiterate something that, that Sophia oftentimes, you know how I get asked all the time, Tony, when are you going to kind of get off of this like being outward focused thing? And I go, never. never. Sophia gets off and asks, when are you going to get off from telling us that we've got to read our Bibles? And she says, never, never. Be because of this. How, and look at me, how will you know him if you don't know his word? Yep. Yep. How will I know what he's capable of Hear me on this, church. And I'm not here to beat you up and go, you got to go home and read your Bible. I want to encourage you. And as the word of God says, I want to stir you on, spur you on onto good deeds. And, and what I want to encourage you with is you will know the character of God. You will know the history and faithfulness of God yeah. when you know his word. Right. And when you know his word and you know his character and what he's been capable of doing before, you now know what kind of God you're approaching. Mm -hmm. Come on, I believe some of you have held back because you don't know who you're talking to yeah. all the way. Yeah. You don't know what he's capable of. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when we sing about the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, the God of Ruth, the God of Mary, yeah. these, this is not just some weak God. Right, right. This is a God that has, for generation to generation, proved himself yeah. powerful and sovereign. I wish I could get an amen. I know this is a little talk, but let me preach here for a second and tell you this God you're boldly getting to approach has good history. Yes. He's got a good track record, but you won't know it. Hear me on this. I love you enough to tell you this. You will not know it 
unless you know his word. Yes. Yeah. You, I, it, it is so crucial yes. that we know who he is. It's crucial that we, that we understand just what he's able to do. I mean, when you look even just at old Bible stories, and if you, just a children's Bible story book even, I love when we just buy those and read those mm -hmm. because just these stories, he was referred to, oh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's this first, they were like name dropping to anybody else. Oh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that guy? Ooh, mm -hmm. good old Yahweh? That guy, he had a reputation that, yeah. that blew people away. People would tremble when they hear, ooh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their God, that, their dad, that guy. Mm. Whoa, he's powerful. That man, that guy can do anything. That's that guy who knocked down walls in the entire city except for one because of a red cord. What? Right. Like, these yeah. people, no matter what, the, his reputation and his fame yeah. is what would cause people to understand, ooh, I tremble at the thought yeah, of that exactly. mighty, powerful man. That God is the God, the real deal. And we cannot lose that same um, understanding for our time now. We have to be able to know that when people say, oh, the God of Legacy Church, they go, ooh, that guy? Come on. Wow, yeah. that is a powerful God. Have you heard what's taking place there? People, people who couldn't walk are now running. The blind can see. People healed of cancers. Come that on. God, the Amen. God of Legacy Church, the God, the Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, He is who He. Whoa! We need to know that when we are, able, when we say, God, I'm going to ask you to do this. I want you to do something. I'm being bold about it. That we are, we know who we, we know who we're asking. We know what he's capable of. And so we're operating in that understanding of, well, because I know he can do this, I know that he says he's going to continue to be who he's always been. Yeah. I'm going to ask him to do that right here, right now. And it's super crucial that we understand that. We know who we're dealing with. But in order to know who you're dealing with, you have to know who you're dealing with. Yeah. So there, there really is not a hack. There's not a workaround. There's not a cheat. There's not, you know, 10 steps to knowing the word of God. There is one step to knowing the word of God, and it is to read the word of God, yes. to know Come the on. word of God, to take it in, Good. to eat it alive, just when you just can't get enough. And sometimes, yes, church, it starts off hard and not, not fun, not your favorite thing to do in that moment. But something beautiful happens when we continue to do the right thing and we continue yes. to press in. We say, you know what? I know that I need to know who he is so that my soul can stay anchored. I'm going to stay. And it's incredible how that creates a boldness in us. Yes. The more we know about yeah, who he is, so true. the more we can boldly approach because that's how much we know what he's capable of doing. Yeah. If you look at the book of Hebrews, um, by the way, great place for you to go and read some stuff. Uh, you look at how there's just a constant retelling of all that God did in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, I, I, I oftentimes stray away from the Amplified Version because it can be a little wordy, but I, I want to hone in on a couple uh, specific uh, words here that the Amplified Version uses of this scripture. And it says, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with and please God for whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that, look, look, listen to this, that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Yeah. So when I come to God in earnest, and like Sophia said, and I don't give up, I make this a practice. There's a boldness that comes from that because now I am that much more familiar with his character and who he is. Yeah. Which is a great segue to our third and final point here today, and that's this. If we're going to be grateful, if we're going to be bold, we must also be persistent. Yes. And if I haven't preached yet, let me start preaching for a second. 
because it shatters my heart to live in a generation and I, I, I don't mean to put this on you and if this is you I hope that you don't walk out of here with guilt and shame but instead with a conviction to grow in this in a generation who views faith and walking with Jesus as something that's fickle as something that's fragile as something that's fleeting I'm gonna just say it to you this way we got a lot of weak Christians out there and I think we got a lot of frustrated Christians because they tried praying for a few months and it didn't work and we're not persistent with yeah. our walk yeah. we're not consistent with our walk well I prayed about this and uh, God's silent well I did this well I tried this I tried a few sessions here with a counselor or I tried this or I tried that book and 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 before we know it we become people that want an instantaneous answer yeah. because we grew up with a microwave in our kitchen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. come on I, 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 I know I'm preaching to somebody today Christians from the dawn of time we have not been called to be fickle weak fragile or fleeting no, no. we have been called to be a persistent persevering kind of people yep, yep. this is why Paul talks about the walk being a marathon run come on long-distance yep, yep, runners yep. you got to know that when your chest is screaming at you and your lungs are closing in on you and all everything in your head's telling you to quit moving your legs something grows up yep, in you yep. and is done in you and I'm telling you this is the walk of the disciple of Jesus That's right. That's right. and we have gone too far long oh my goodness expecting a cushy laid-back resistant free life and when we don't get that we give up yep yep the, yeah and the book of Thessalonians chapter 5 16 says this yeah it says rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you I love that it just comes out and answers so many of us are like what is the will of God for my life I'm desperate to find out and then we read for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you pray without ceasing and everything give thanks pray without ceasing like ever yeah ever what if what if it doesn't work pray without, pray without ceasing. ceasing because who are we to know what work means what if when you you're saying oh it's not working well what do you mean by that you mean you didn't get exactly what you asked for within your time frame that you had in mind what if that's not the work that God's wanting to do? What if the work and the answer is entirely unrelated to that thing you've been asking for? What if the work is actually so much greater? Then if, if you would just let go of this one little ask and instead just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to keep asking and then realize that what he actually had for you was this instead. Right. You say, oh, Lord, I'm not going to stop praying because I see that your will blows me away every time and I love how clear scripture is one thing that I love to just cut in its tracks every time is when I hear statements like the Bible's so confusing okay sometimes the Bible can be confusing or sometimes we are confused but there is so much clarity in the Word of God come on there is so much direct clear teaching that comes especially in the New Testament from the Apostle Paul when he says rejoice always and then there's that hilarious thing going around did I stutter <laughs> rejoice always 
pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This is the will of God. So for me to know, how do I know if I'm walking with God? Am I doing what he wants? Well, let's go back and check. Have I, do I have this down attitude? Everything is awful. Everything is drudgery. When's the last time you rejoiced? When's Come the last on. time you got a skip in your step That's when you good. stop and look? At, wow, word. Lord, look what you've done. What would I be without you? Just look around. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to dance my way out to the car today. I can't believe how good everything is, even though things might be hard. Even though you might be dealing with a broken heart in something, we can still say, Lord, I rejoice, and I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying, and I'm not going to give up. And in everything, I'm going to thank you. Yes, in everything, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to. I'm going to. And I might not want to, but I'm going to. I'm going to give you thanks. Because that's the will of God. And there's nothing more that we want than to know that we are in the will of God. And I love when it's beautifully clear like this. And when it comes to this idea of praying without ceasing... Uh, just recently, I had a, a couple approach me that's been in this church for 40 years. Um, and, and they had, you know, no ill intent about, you know, uh, uh, harping on the past or anything like that. But they said, you know, Tony, uh, we're living some things right now that we prayed and believed for for 40 years. And I thought to myself, how many of us are willing to persist for something for 40 years? And here's, here's what I want to deposit in you today. As your pastor, I would love to see not people that just make it to church every Sunday. That would be nice. Um, I don't just want you to be faithful to your small group. That'd be great for your discipleship. I don't just want you to lean in to Easter and the serving opportunities. Great for you as well. I want you to be a robust, mature tree that when the wind and the waves come, your roots have gone so deep. You have persisted. You have persevered. You have not given up. You have done it again and again and again and again and again. And then you read, do not grow weary in doing good because in due season. And the, and the trick question is, when is due season? When the seasons do. <laughs> right? And, and, and my friend, let us not be a people that dabble here and there, try this out for a little bit. Yeah. And as Sophia said, because we didn't get the answer that we wanted or when we wanted it, we begin to be frustrated Christians. No, we're called to be perseverant Christians. Yeah. Yeah. We're called, my friend, from the beginning, from the conception of our lives yeah. as humanity. The people of God have always been, and hear me, and will always be marked by persistence. Yeah. We don't give up. Right. We run into the flames, not away from yeah. the flames. Right. Come yeah. on, we press in. Yeah. We lean in. And last time I checked, my Bible was so clear. That, that the resistance that I face, that the difficulties that I face are going to be a direct route to a hope that can't let me down. That's right. That's right. And enough is enough with living a life where you give up when things get hard. When you, when you isolate when things don't go your way. Come on, I know yep, I'm speaking yep, to somebody today. Yep, yep. Enough is enough with a life where you give up and you throw your hands up in the air when God is trying to form something in you in the midst of. Yeah, and I, I want us to look at Colossians chapter 4. We're nearing, we're nearing the end here, but I've got to get this scripture into our hearts. It says, be persistent and devoted to prayer. Hmm. Being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. 
be persistent and devoted. I think one of my favorite things about the word devoted is the way God sculpts that in our life is so, so precious and only God can do it. When we make a decision to say, okay, I'm going to be persistent, I'm going to be devoted, what's incredible is that <coughs> devotion begets devotion. We, we dabble in, we wade into the water a little bit, and we say, I'm going to be devoted to prayer. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to stay focused on this. What happens is every time that prayer request or that thing you've been asking for, that thing you've been longing for, it comes to your mind and you start to pray about it, what happens? You've got God on your mind again. Yeah. And then you've got God on your mind again. And so you think, oh, yeah, at lunchtime, I'm going to sit down and pray for my food. And, Lord, would you bring that breakthrough? I'm not going to stop asking you. Guess what you're thinking about instead of your worries? Guess what you're thinking about instead of what you're looking at? You once again have God on your mind and on your heart. Yeah. And every time we have God on our mind and on our heart, he continues to create that devotion because we, he responds. He's a responsive and alive God and his presence is real and we know that okay if I'm going to stay devoted I know that even when I can't see the result I'm going to continue to be devoted and what could be better what's better than more God in yeah. your life it could it possibly ever exist that by having more of God on your mind and in your heart could that ever be a bad thing for you the wow. answer is a resounding no yeah. there is no possible way for having more God, more prayer, more reminders of who he is that can never do anything but benefit you. Good, good. And it reminds me, I love, I love gardening and I love getting my hands in the soil and seeing creation almost as if God put his fingerprint on every single thing he created. But I, ever, at the end of every summer, and it's time to plant fall crops, it is one of the most faith-building experiences of my life because we, at that point, is when we plant things like garlic, the most important thing ever to be created. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we, in our, we take this bulb of garlic and we bury it underneath the soil. We poke a hole, we stick the garlic in, you cover it with dirt not to be seen again. You completely cover it, and then the it, snow comes, the winds, the rain, Idaho snow, and you look out your window and you see, my, my garlic's under there, I'm so worried, I haven't seen anything, it's going to be months until I see anything. And things are happening under that soil and under that frozen earth that seems uninhabitable that are the determining factor to whether or not it's going to give fruit. Mm -hmm. When we are in a season of being under the soil, when we feel like, man, I cannot see out for the life of me. I'm, it's icy up there. This earth is hard. Everything is hard, frozen. We have seasons like that. And those seasons, we can't detest them. We can't look down on them as if it's such a problem. Beautiful things happen when we are in the season of being under the soil and yeah. under the ice yes. and waiting for those roots to go deep. Come on. Things are happening in the cells of that creation. Things are happening as the roots are forced to go down deeper. Things are happening in our lives. And then with time, whatever time God sees fit, there's a thaw, the snow melts, the ground becomes soft, and there's a tiny little green bud that pops out of that soil that you thought nothing was happening in. And we, if we aren't persistent while we're under that soil, and if we aren't devoted, and if we run for the hills when we're crushed, we're not going to get to that point of being able to emerge after that season yeah. with strong roots and new life.
that cause us to grow strong. Yeah. We can't miss those opportunities to stay devoted even while you are in that bud form under the earth. Good. Bella, you can come on up. If we had a fourth point, this is what it would be. So, so we talked about being grateful. So sneaky. We're almost done. We talked about being grateful. We talked about being bold. We talked about being persistent. We would add in, be ready for resistance. Be prepared for resistance. I would venture to say that those of you that over the last few weeks you've incremented your times with the Lord. Maybe you're in a season where you've, you just recently got baptized and you're going, I'm going all in with God. And now you're facing some resistance. Maybe you got some friends, some family members that are kind of going, what? Maybe, maybe now your time and, and your availability looks different because you've carved out specific times to be with the Lord and people don't really like that. Or maybe just straight up your flesh is now battling. Like now you're tempted even more. Now, can I just tell you, it is normal. It is to be expected that you would face resistance. This is why you need to be persistent. This is why you need boldness. This is why you need gratitude and steadiness in your life. Because the reality is there is an enemy who's after your soul, who wants to kill, steal, and destroy the word of God in your life and the work of God in your life. So be ready for the resistance. Brother Lawrence, um, who wrote the, the Practice of the Presence of God, I, I recommended this book to you guys a couple weeks ago, The Practice of the Presence of God. In that writing, Brother Lawrence says the following, do not be discouraged by the resistance you will encounter from your human nature. You must go against your human inclinations. Often in the beginning, you will think that, what, that you are wasting time, but you must go on. Be determined and persevere in it until death, despite all the difficulties. So here's my prayer for you today, and here's my bold request to the Lord as you and I are being molded in Him. That we would learn that as we are grateful in our supplication, things begin to shift in our way of thinking and perspectives. Mm -hmm. That as we get bold and we understand who we are and whose we are, we can boldly approach the one who, who rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek Him. And that we can learn to be a people that are persistent. We don't give up. There's just no quit in us. Right. That we're going to be the kind of people that just are in this for the long haul. Yeah. And so as we turn our attention to a moment of reflection and response, we're, we're almost done here. I just want to remind you that there's many ways that you can respond to God's word, but we always like to provide you with at least four different ways here. And that is in just a short moment, we're going we're gonna to pray. We're going to let the keyboard play. And you can at any time leave your seat and head over to the cross. It's in the back of the sanctuary, and we've got a team of people there that are willing to pray with you and for you. In fact, if you're here today and you've never given your life over to Jesus, maybe you don't even know what that looks like. You want to begin to explore that. You've got questions about that. You can at any time head over to that cross, and somebody will be able to answer your questions for you and walk you through that. Maybe you've walked away and you want to come back to him. You can go to the cross. You need prayer for anything, go to the cross. Uh, the other thing is, we always know that when God brings forth the word, there's always a challenge to give something over to him. 
What are things that you've been holding on to that maybe we talked about today that you've kind of been holding on to and keeping it from the Lord and he sees all things, knows all things, and he's just waiting for you to surrender that over to him. I want you to have a time of reflection where you think on that. Second thing is, or the third thing, excuse me, is we've got the communion tables up front and in the back. The reality is we, we do this every week, not because it's cheap and repetitive. We do it because it's valuable to think on the sacrifice of Jesus right. and the fact that everything we just talked about today wouldn't even be a possibility had it not been for his beautiful sacrifice, his death, his burial, and his resurrection from the cross. And then lastly, just spend some time reflecting. Allow the Spirit of God to talk to you, for you to kind of think on some things, meditate on some things. So let me pray for you now, and then we'll respond. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray now you would continue to teach us, Lord, to be those people that as we come to you with a humble yet bold request, that we would be grateful, Lord, that we would be the people that don't give up, be the kind of people, God, that are bold in our approach. And Lord, and that in the resistance, we would be the kind of people that cling to you like never before. Pray you speak to every heart here today and you'd finish the work you've begun in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us today. We hope today's message encouraged you, challenged you, and caused your faith to grow. If you enjoyed today's message, we highly encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. That way you don't miss out on any future messages. To get to know us, to get connected with us, and to know how you can best partner with us, head to our website, LegacyChurchID.com, or come see us in person at our campus in Meridian, Idaho. We look forward to connecting with you. May God bless you and have a great rest of your day.